Ryan, it's your boys Roshan Gomez, Jeremy Lim. What's up? And uh, this is actually our second time doing this. <laughs> we had some technical difficulties. <laughs> so we are reintroducing our guest to the house. With more enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> the legend, Inchit Bernard Al. Hello everybody. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> How does it feel to be on? Feels good, feels good. So like, like I said just now, like uh, <laughs> yeah. I've been listening to it and it's a privilege to be here. La. Thank you so much for inviting. Yeah, you were saying that you listen on your your, your, your commute, like, commute to work. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, it's like a 40 minute travel uh, to my workplace, right? So normally I can finish one episode. La. And <laughs> it feels very good when I can finish it because I have the closure I need it. <laughs> but sometimes when I don't get it, I'm like, hey, I need to wait another day. <laughs> So I guess we need to keep our timing we'll to try. one hour. We'll minutes. try. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're really happy to have you on. Uh, there is a kind of special connection uh, because our producer slash sound engineer slash overall badass, Miss Jane Ao is your sister. Yeah. So um, how does it feel to stay in the same house as Jane Ao? <laughs> is, it, is it as great as I imagine it to be? <laughs> that, do you wake up every morning to her serenading you with music? <laughs> So, um, I think most of the time, right, she plays music in, in her own room. Uh, so, like, selfish, Jane. <laughs> selfish. She has a sound system and like uh. a keyboard and a laptop. Basically, the whole system there. Like, so, she most most of the time, she's inside. But lately, when I, let's just say, when I, when I learn a new song, then I'll ask her, hey, can you come down to the living room and just like, teach me like senpai, then she will <laughs> do her thing. Yeah, and lately, I'm trying to learn this song called um, Sunday Morning by Baron 5. Oh. Like, she's been helping me. That's like a throwback kind of song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty very nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you play uh your brother uh Augustine Ao, who I call Augie Ao. Uh all of your play, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's a Asian parents thing, lah. Huh? They want all of us, no matter what, you need to finish this instrument until grade eight. <laughs> so I think I wanted to give up when I was eight years old, mm. and then I just couldn't sit down and practice for one hour a day, lah, right? Mm. But she's like, no, we bought this piano. It's like a few thousand. <laughs> we're, there's no turning back. <laughs> so but, we all so, finished it. In but that's the thing. You resent your parents a little bit when that happens. But <laughs> but now, like for example, you're playing. So do you? Do you appreciate what they did or do you still have a bit of like… No, no, no. Definitely. Right now, in retrospect, right now, I appreciate everything they did. La. So, mm. I mean, back then, if you asked me to sit down in any art class, I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> but right now that I look back, it's really… Uh, it's a good skill to have. La. Yeah. So, like, uh, uh, if you want to prepare like a gift for a friend, you can sing a song. Yeah. That's much more meaningful than just buying… Uh, uh, any gift you can find it. Yeah. You know? And Something learning more. an instrument is always like, um, it's like good for your brain. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I think I, I, I think so. <laughs> and it's almost like another language. It you know? is. And someone, especially with like uh, a piano, for example, because it's high end, uh, high, high end. <laughs> Hit, uh, it's head eye and eye coordination. coordination. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's going so well. I didn't learn piano. Like, I don't have any coordination in my brain. <laughs> Yeah, it's like hand-eye coordination and yeah, yeah. you know, reading notes. It's like yeah. a, a whole thing. Yeah, the, but Augie doesn't play. I mean, much. he still play once in a while. Uh, yeah, but he he's more into his computer games now. <laughs> <laughs> so I think back then during high school, right? Uh, I think my parents gave him quite a lot of pressure in terms of he need to get a, a very good grades. Compared mm. to me, I think he gave him more pressure. 
So then he always say things like, hey, back then, uh, you make me work so hard. I didn't have time to play what I wanted to play. <laughs> now it's time to redeem those moments. <laughs> <laughs> I get so, that. Like, I get that. the night, like, I see my brother in front of his computer. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, elders, elder siblings always get it hard. Uh, I yeah. got it tough. There were a lot of expectations on yep. me. I yep. just didn't meet any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I chose not to meet any of them. You are a lawyer now. Yeah, so yeah. It's a lot of right. Indian parents were approved of a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> my parents were really surprised at my choices. It was definitely not put on me at all. Oh. Yeah. I think they wanted me to be a teacher actually. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. yeah. They thought I would do well in that. Okay, mm. okay. Yeah, so it's just weird. It's not too late. Is it too late? No, it's not too late. Let's still give it a shot, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, there's something we could even talk about. Like the realities of being, being a know, teacher. Being a teacher and yeah. following your passion. You might like it, but can you actually do it practically, right? True. Uh, but before that, before that, I wanted to ask you, uh, would you, so if you had a kid, yeah, and would you uh, insist that I learn piano? Like, would you do the same thing your parents did to you, to your oh, children? Yo. <laughs> Planning ahead, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, never, I never thought about all this uh, future. It's time for This is Me and Jeremy were very concerned for you. Uh, like, oh, you remind? Every, every week we talk about, does Bernard have his life in order? <laughs> Is you remind me, kids? right? You remind me of all the <laughs> teacher friends I had in school. Yeah. So like Chegu Chegu, right? All of those uh, teachers that are older than me always ask, when are you getting married? <laughs> uh, when are you having your first child? Oh, 25? Mm. That's a bit too late, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, they are just trying to set you up with their daughters or what? I, yo, I hope not. I hope not. But I, I, I think they, they might have tried. Lah. <laughs> I, okay. I went for, I did a trial the other day and... Um, it's a it's in a matter involving schools and so there were some teachers um, who I represent and so after at the end of the day they were really happy and uh, one of the teachers she, she's an Indian national oh I know what happened already <laughs> Roshan <laughs> are you single hey, okay. I am daughter <laughs> <laughs> I think you two will be perfect for each other only problem is she has a boyfriend <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> what? I was following so, you up to that point. <laughs> so strange. <laughs> yeah. Why would she do that? Uh, then she was like, our school has so many single uh, teachers. So, uh, <laughs> like, turning her, down, right. turning her down must have been awkward. For more context, is it uh, SJKT? No, it's not. It's a private school. Private school. She's okay. an Indian national, but she's she's working. She's been in Malaysia for like 20, 30 years. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, I don't think she should be prostituting her. <laughs> That's not the word for it. <laughs> That's not the word for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, so coming back to like you, Augie, Jane, I think I've known all of you for a long time now since we all were young. Uh, uh, me and Augie are the same age. Shit, like 10 years, is it? Yeah, mm. like 10 years, 11 years already. Uh, 2009 is 11 years ago, right? Yeah? 2008. 2000. 12 years. It's long. Yeah, it's past 10 years, man. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. And me and Augie are the same age. So I, I, I knew him in particular very well. Yeah. I've come to know Jane a, a very well now. You as well. I've known yeah. for a long time. And one thing about all of you, a common trait, is each one of you, I think, made choices in your life that everyone went like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like really surprising. Yeah. I still remember when Jane said she wanted to uh, study music. Like, I was like, are you sure, Jane? <laughs> like, this came like out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, you all made these really interesting choices. Then with you also, it's the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. It's super weird. <laughs> I, I look back also, I found it, it's a very big pivot. Yeah, okay, yeah. so let's give some background. What did you study actually? Okay, so after high school, I went to Taylor to study mass con, mm. degree in mass con. And then I really wanted to do that because 
I really wanted to become a YouTuber actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like Ginny Boy. Omar Roy is here for you. <laughs> <laughs> we are influencers. <laughs> we welcome you to the community. We can, we can thank us in a few years <laughs> for your fame. I think I think guys will be big. I think guys will be big. I'm serious. I'm serious. Yeah, it depends on the definition of big. <laughs> <laughs> it could be big now. <laughs> okay, yeah. So sorry. So you want to become a YouTuber like Ginny Boy? Yeah. And then so I did mass comm, right? And then I studied that for four years, majoring in broadcasting. Hmm. And then... I think towards the end, I was still very passionate about this video, videography and video production. Uh, at the final year, me and my friend actually set up like our own YouTube thing and then we did freelancing even before we graduated. Mm. So we felt really good at that point. But after we graduate, right? Wow, we cannot find jobs that's enough to sustain the, the team. So there was like mm. three of us. Actually, I think I know one of the guys. Uh, Indian dude, right? Uh, what's his <laughs> name? He was in BAC. We, we studied together. Oh levels. my God, Krishna Kumar. Yes! Because <laughs> I would see pictures of them together and I'm yeah. like, wow, these like different worlds colliding. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. with Krishna, uh, with Krishna and then with Darius. But in the end, um, we couldn't find jobs that could sustain all of us. Yeah. We could find a few wedding gigs here and there during uh, when we were studying, which, which is good, good money. But after that, that's not enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's a bit of the problem because I think students are undercut uh, what they ask for. So it really hits the professionals. Because yeah. they're like, we can't sustain when all these college kids are, yeah. <laughs> they are happy with this money because yeah, they have no yeah, commitments. Yeah. We have families that we need to pay for. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, okay. So when, when that happened, then I think um, we went our separate ways. And then I, just a bit of a story before I jumped into education, right? So I, I worked in this editing uh, studio for like a few months. And then I was editing like uh, wedding videos for like 15 hours a day for a lot of days. Oof. And then I realized, wow, this is, I cannot imagine myself doing this for the next decade, for example. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I really wanted to do something else. Mm. Then I, I looked around and then I saw this opportunity uh, from Teach for Malaysia. Mm. So, and then their campaign, the campaign game is really strong. And then it really appealed to me. So in the end, I decided to become a teacher. I mean, they're a really well-known uh, NGO la, at this point. It's hard-pressed w- to find people who don't know. About I would think it's an English-speaking speak- English circle thing. Yeah, yeah. They have Bang. their own crowd. Yeah, they have a own very particular bubble, crowd. if you want to call it. Mm. <laughs> um, 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 that's the thing though. It, it's, it, it's very funny because we knew Bernard as doing like this photography mm. and everything. Yeah. And then suddenly he becomes a school teacher. So it was like out of left field, right? You yeah. didn't expect it at all. Yeah. Uh, so what was that process? Uh, maybe because for the benefit of those who don't know, what is Teach for Malaysia? Oh, okay. Uh, it's, a, it's an NGO that recruits uh, young professionals from different backgrounds uh, to become a teacher for two years to teach in a government school. Yeah. And then um, in the two years, they will also, uh, they also brand themselves as a leadership um, like a management trainee program mm. uh, that grooms leaders. La. They don't they don't brand themselves so much as a teacher training program, but brand themselves as a leadership training program. Mm. Yeah, that's how they sort of pull people in. La. And yeah. uh, you get a diploma? Yeah, we get a postgrad diploma uh, of education after the two years. So what happens that you, you can opt to stay in the school? Yes, we can opt to stay in the school like six months before the two-year contract ends. Then you can decide la, whether you want to stay or not. So, but then what happens? You, you become part of the system, is it? So like... Um, we, we call it the alumni movement. Lah. So, um, after the two years, you are not affili- you are not like bonded anymore. Mm. But you can, uh, they try to keep this alumni together because in the end, I think the goal of Teach from Malaysia is to do like systemic change like, in education mm. where like um, every, 
these people that have gone through understand what the challenges on the ground. Hopefully, wherever they go, mm. they will still uh, fight for this cause, like, which is education in- inequity, mm. to make sure like all children has a quality education in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But do you, can you become a government school teacher after? Yeah, yeah. So if we stay on, then we become a government school teacher, like just a normal teacher, like anyone, everyone else. Uh. Wow. Wait, I shouldn't say that. Uh, I, <laughs> I shouldn't say just a normal school teacher because. Uh, we don't want to, we don't want to speak about the differences so much, lah. We want to, because yeah. in the end we are teachers like them. But mm. I think sometimes TFM brand ourselves as someone very different. Like we are go, we are the cream of the crop. We are going in to change the system, and yeah. that's not how uh, I I like people to brand ourselves as, lah. Because mm. when then we, then we come in, people say like, "Hey, I thought you're supposed to be the cream of the crop. But why why are you doing the job that is? Why are you just doing this? Why are you not doing this?" And mm. I, you know? I, I, I would also think that the people, because these are teachers, other, the government teachers are, government school teachers are teachers that you have to work with. Yeah. And if there's um, the, the, a divide la, almost. Yeah, exactly, yeah. There's going to be a lot of bitterness, right? If exactly. If you, you market yourself as exactly. like, great, yeah, then yeah. you come in, then you're, you, yeah. the, the teachers be like, oh, yeah. you, you said you're the shit, right? You said you're great, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who the hell are you, man? Yeah, I've been so doing it, this for like 40 years. So sister, if possible, remove that part out. La. <laughs> <laughs> you or you're pulling out. your strings with it. Edit and yeah. add more things. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's like a, a, a fair statement. La. So, and you're, what you're saying is correct. La. You should... We, when we we deal with school teachers, we shouldn't uh, put them down. Right? Exactly. We exactly. should engage with them. Exactly. Because the honest truth is, the job is not easy. Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely not a difficult job. Yeah. So, okay, so you go to join TFM, you get assigned to one school. Yeah, yeah. So, so I went to Johor for Johor. two years. Um, mm. SMK Taman Daya Dua. It's a suburban school. Um, and then there was like around 2,000, wait, wait, 1,005 uh, students with like, Mixed socioeconomic background, a lot of kids that stays near the flats, mm. uh, near the school, and then it's a mix of I think half Chinese, half Malay, and a little bit of Indian and uh, uh, Bumiputra kids. Are they Bumiputra kids? Oh, you mean like Sabahans and Sabahans? Yeah, yeah. So what was that experience like? Um, was was there like you going in? Okay, you going in? Were you pumped up? You were like, Ooh, I, yo, I was damn pumped up. No, no, I thought no. I couldn't change the whole school. Like, <laughs> like you know those movies where the, the there's the one like, you know, usually there's like a black school <laughs> and there's that one strict teacher that comes yeah. in yeah. and then like, oh, I thought I was he that. saves the kids, <laughs> you know, helps the parents, yeah, yeah. wakes up the bully, the, the, the drug dealers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> movie doesn't tell you that takes 10 years. <laughs> like. there, there, is, uh, there is this movie. Uh, this... What, what, is, what is this movie called? Uh? There's so many dogs. I mean, I know Coach Carter is really well known. Ah, yeah, that, that's very nice. But there was one that is based in India. <gasps> like this school leader that mm. go in, very gangstery school leader, mm. and then like kicks off all the gangsters and asks all the gangster kids to study. Mm. And uh, whoever doesn't, whoever basically bullies whoever in school, right? This school leader will come out and bash the shit out of the other person. Mm. So very gangster. La. <laughs> I can't remember the name, shit. So did you uh, adopt this in your own? Think <laughs> <laughs> the other teachers will be like, so like uh, I don't know why, but I wasn't exposed to like even Coach Carter. I didn't watch Coach Carter before I uh, go into school. So I didn't. I don't know why. But then like uh, I just watched it recently actually. <laughs> so I went in like uh, didn't have all these uh, vi- movies in mind, but I still wanted to change a lot of things like. sure, sure. So I thought like okay, uh, I could. I think one of the things is I really wanted all my students to be exposed to um, a lot of things outside of school. Mm. And then I also wanted our uh, 
um, school to be very inclusive, like, like everyone will learn about each other's culture. That, that's what I wanted because like, that's the Malaysia I want to see, right? Yeah. So I went in with these ideals, but then well, it was very tough like, because mm. there were a lot of... Um, I think there's a lot of fixed mindset already. Mm. So uh, for instance, right? If a Malay teacher goes into school without wearing a tudung, they will they will be like, no, you cannot do that because this is a part of the school rules. Although it's not actually compulsory, but they want you to conform to this kind of mm. this kind of rules. Mm. And then uh, we have this, and then another thing is we have this thing before we start class on Friday, right? We have this thing called um Bina Insan. And then they separate according to Malay, Chinese, and Indians, they do Bina Insan separately. And then they will only ask Chinese teachers to build the Bina Insan China, for example. And then Wait, Malay uh, teachers... Insan is... Uh, what's the translation? I, I, know, I know that... I, I, I think we need to know this word for, <laughs> for it to have this full... Wait, let me just Google translate this. Uh, technology is amazing, guys. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm just the word like something like character. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel it's character. something like that, but I just wanna yeah. Let's see. <laughs> All my our bosses speaking well, like you guys are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't used it in years, so okay. I'll excuse myself. I don't know why it doesn't. When I Google translate, it, it says insan is insan. <laughs> it's not recognized as a Malay. In, in human lah, insan is human. <laughs> <laughs> Does that help? <laughs> So human? Okay, yeah. okay, so I think building I think character, like character, character building. Yeah. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, but then like they had this separation in building characters, which I at first I I, I didn't really uh, think is a good idea, lah. Mm. Like, why do you want to separate and then? Do, did they say the rationale? Um, they just think like this is more effective, and it's how things have always been done. So it's very difficult to change, lah. So and then there's also this small group, in uh, the Bina Insan for the the non-Chinese Indian. Uh, and Malay, which is the Bumi Putra, and then uh, basically the small Catholic community, la, I would say. Mm. And then with this group, right, uh, I have one friend uh, which is a, who is a Bidayo, then he will lead this group. But most of the time, because he's alone, mm. then he always struggles uh, on thinking of what activities can they do to help this, uh, to help this group. La. And I'm also a Catholic, right? And then sometimes I want to be a part of that, but then my Chinese teachers will say, no, 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 you are Chinese, supposed to be here. What? Like you only help out your group, you only help out your group. So this is the mindset that, wow, I, I faced at the beginning, like, and I think mm. it's very difficult to shift because these teachers are most of them have been there for more than ten years. Mm. Uh, so then, uh, these are the things that I find. Well, building unity uh, has to really come from the school leader. If it comes from someone new, young, fresh like me, and then I say, hey, everyone change how we do this, right? It's very difficult for them to accept. Mm. And then that's already a huge roadblock at the beginning to tell me that, oh, actually, I it, cannot change a lot of things. <laughs> it's yeah. mind-blowing though. This is really crazy. Because yeah. I've, yeah, I've never heard of this. Like, yeah. if, you go to, if you go to Johor, I, I, I can even speak for Johor, uh, Johor Baru schools. Mm. If you ask most of my friends, right, all of them are like this. Bina Insan is always separated according to races. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, we got so much of drama now with vernacular schools and abolishing vernacular schools. But if our government schools uh, have policies like this, you know, even more, you yeah. you know, it 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 affirms the fear that uh, minorities or non-Malays have, lah. True. And like you're right, lah. Like I mean, we are really so divided, yeah, as a country. And mm. like, I was talking to my, um, I went for dinner on Friday with some friends, and um, I mean, this is very political, lah. But yeah. whatever. Um, he, we were talking basically about you know education and how uh, quotas you know are really really egregious lah. Mm. It's you know 
you let's say all of us want to buy a house as boomy non boomy and all that yeah it's uh, it's tough but at least you know we have like a some, some sort of a fighting chance like you know we can do things right we can adapt but when you're a kid though it really feels like at the get go at the very beginning you're limited in what you can you know it's a real big handicap you know when it comes to education because yep. that's a big uh, empowerment tool for a lot of people right yep, yep. to like go out of their economic bracket yep. for example yep. you need to get educated mm. and when you are um, limited right and when when you can't like one of this re- reason why we start talking about this is because she was telling me about this one of them was telling me about how her her sister got 10 A's mm. for SPM and she didn't get any of her cho- she got i think her third choice which was um uh what was it a uh, tourism mm. wow and then her sister was like so upset like hey yeah you know what the heck this you know and even christian for example my brother you know he got straight A's i think he got straight A's for SPM but he got a C for bible knowledge mm. <laughs> and uh he did really well for STPM mm. his first choice was medic mm. right he didn't get medic i think he got his third choice which was biotech akila yeah. lucky in the sense that it turned out well mm. but they sent him to Unimas mm. you know he didn't even get into UM UKM and he, he's a good student right mm-hmm. good track record yeah. balanced dude with you know leadership with qualities coco all, all that stuff right and they put him in Unimas doing a, his third option mm. right and it's such a waste because now he managed to push through yeah. and now he just going to offer i mean he got to offer to do his masters uh, no his postdoc in Oxford yeah But that is so he cannot secure a scholarship. Mm. But it's like you have this talent pool, right? And it's such a waste, lah. Mm, I agree. Know, and every year these issues come out, like it just doesn't seem to be going, uh, going anywhere. How do you deal with like? Don't you feel like would students be defranchised, and how do you deal with that? Sorry. Uh, Meaning, you don't you do you have an experience where students uh, feel this unfairness and they feel upset by it? Actually, ah. Uh, I don't think they know this much yet. Mm. Uh but even if they do they don't seem to have talked to me about it lah. Mm. Yeah, cuz I think within um high school right all they talk about is still just SPM and you got to get your A's but then they rarely talk about what happens after. Mm. Yeah, it's that might happen a, in the home more than in school. Yeah, so, right? so mm. I I cannot speak um, much for them. And it probably only happens when you're actually applying for. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you re- realize how bad it can get until yep. you start. Mm. So okay, you have this being an insan. So that's like the admin side. Yeah, is like pushing back. Yeah. What about the students though? Oh, students are also <laughs> also very shocking, man. I think the first class that I was assigned to, uh, I was assigned to teach the last class of form five. <laughs> oh sure, and then like, <laughs> and then that's uh, scary shit. Yeah, <laughs> and then I went in. I'm supposed to teach English, lah. You know, okay. and then just just a bit of context, right? Like I told you just now, like 50% of them are Chinese and around. 50% are Malay. So most of them don't uh English is not their first language obviously. Mm. So and some of them right they failed English since standard 1. Mm. And then up until form 5. And then I come in and I tell them I think you can pass SPM lah. Mm. And then I say then then some one student told me you know what? no one has told me this before. Mm. And how am I supposed to do it? So with a lot the one I think the one you teaching them was very memorable because It was just a lot of um, trying to convince them that this is possible. Mm. And then whenever I teach, right, I need to teach in three languages. Although I teach <laughs> English, I need to give an instruction in Mandarin. Okay, BM, and then I say it in English. <laughs> so like everyone, at least you pick up a bit of English words. Like hope, right? Mm. Yeah. So that was very tough. And 
But towards the end, I think around September, trial exam and most of them uh, still fail, obviously. Mm. Uh, then I realized that, okay, maybe if I cannot, even if I cannot help you to pass English, maybe at least get a BM, get, get an SPM certificate. Lah. So I tell them like, okay, maybe you can just focus on BM and Sejara, focus on that. And then for my English class, I would just teach you the bare minimum. If you can learn how to apply for your driving license, for example, <laughs> if you can learn how to apply for Uni5, Mm. or any other jobs related stuff. I think that's already good enough. Mm. So in the end, I shift to more um, life skills related kind of class. La. More practical. La. Practical, la. yeah. yeah. So well, you would actually do like uh, real life scenarios and, yeah, and yeah. mock kind of. Yeah. Ah. I'll bring them forms. Hey, do you, know, do you know how to fill in this form or not? Like, do you know what you're supposed to fill in here, here, here? Mm. And then, okay, if you, if you don't know, you can check with a friend that know and then like sort of facilitate like group learning. Mm. Yeah. Does TFM target particular schools or… Is it so, just random? It's always low performing. <laughs> la, yeah, really? they send us right. to high need schools. Mm, so that's the way what does high need schools mean, right? Mm, so yeah. of, at first, I thought like okay, I'm going to be sent into some rural school in Sabah where I need to like kayo sampan to go to school. <laughs> but then I think in the end, when I sent to suburban schools, it's actually similar to what we have around here. Mm. But high need schools meaning low academic performance. La. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So like a lot of them uh, don't master... Uh, the main languages like BM and then... Uh, but from your experience, I mean, one year there, you got to know these kids. Mm. Hey, one year or two years? Two years, two years. Two years, so yeah. you're two years there, yeah. you got to know these kids. Um, is there some rough estimation of why they are underperforming? Is it they come from really poor backgrounds or mm. is it the, at a fam? Do you know whether it's like at a family level? Or, or what is the... Is it mm. a community thing? Mm. Like I think with us, we went to SMK Banda Sri Damansara Dua. Shout out SMK Banda Sri Damansara <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's heard of this school. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I think we came, what, what we were like, 103 gangster school. Or we oh yeah, we, we were we on the, the list. list. Yeah. We made like top 10. I, I, I knew about this because you guys talked about this school before <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> and um, our school was always a weird mix because you had middle income families yeah. um, around. Because Banda Sri, Damansara, Banda Sri Damansara is basically a circle. Right. It's a giant <laughs> roundabout in a way. So you had uh, middle-income families, uh, uh, high-income families, yeah. and right opposite our school, our low-cost flats. Yeah. So you had this really diverse mix of uh, people. I understand, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, and so you could, of course, tell a stark difference between those coming from the low-cost flats. I don't mean to generalize, and yeah. I'm of course, by no means saying that all uh, people were like that. But there was like a pattern that you could definitely see. Definitely. You know, at, at least from my perception. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, yeah, so is it something similar to that? Mm. Is it? I think um, that's definitely one of the reasons. Lah. So when, so like as teachers, right, we will get the students' fam, students' families' income uh, uh, data every year. Mm. And then from there, we can see that, okay, mo most of them, mo most of these people, they come from Memang low. uh, Earning low income mm -hmm. and then um, some of them have like I see before they have like seven kids and then they're earning less than two thousand. I don't know how they do it, man. So seven kids, two thousand is crazy. Yeah, you barely eat, lah. Yeah, I really don't it's know how they do imagine. it. La. But I I believe they might have gotten uh, extra help from maybe the masjid nearby or mm. maybe extra help from the school. Yeah, so that's one. And then number two, I realized like so in my area there's like SMK Taman Daya one, two, and three. Mm. So the two and three are basically the leftovers, lah. Mm. So like the good ones will go into the first Taman Daya mm. and then the other two will just be chucked into this. So you are two. Taman Daya two and mm. Taman Daya three which is only five minutes away is the worst apparently. Mm. So they have kids like throwing table out of the class. 
Mm. And then like... Have you ever experienced anything like that? Fight? <laughs> uh, not, not among the students, but I got one story. Uh. So, during PT3 exam, there's this... Uh, there's like... There's, teacher, there's teachers invigilating, right? They're walking around. And then there's one kid, right? That for some reason, I don't know why he's thinking, he take a pen and stuff it onto the teacher's butt. What? <laughs> Okay. And then, oh, Jane is finding this really funny. <laughs> Jane is laughing away. What? Yeah, so I don't know what. Wait, guy or girl? Guy. So both guys lah. Oh, both guys to them. Uh, <laughs> uh, this this sounds like a more anger thing. Than uh, it, I don't know. He couldn't I, pass I, the no, exam. That, that guy right when I after the incident, I asked this guy why do you do it. This is like, this was, I thought it was just fun to do lah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but but after he that the student poked the teacher's butt, the teacher was so angry. Yeah. The whole time he was sitting in front staring at the student like he's going to eat him like that. Oh, right? Oh, and at, at the end, right? When the student was walking out, this teacher grabbed the student, pushed it against the wall and said, hey, you think I'm scared of you, is it? Huh? Wow. You think I don't dare to punch you, is it? Oh, and then gosh. me being the only other guy in the room mm. is being pushed to that mm. to push around there and to separate them. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, uh. And in the end, uh, both of them were sent to the Principal's office. <laughs> Principal's office. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're gonna sort it out there. Yeah. Oh, in the end, they were okay, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, interesting story like this. Are, are you cl- were you close to the male teacher? Um, sort of lah. We played in the teacher's band together. Oh. Uh, yeah. So, so that guy is a very, how do I say? He he's he has his guy ego lah, right? You cannot humiliate him in front of a crowd lah. He doesn't appreciate that I kind of thing. I think you're getting poked in the butt. Anybody would be mad. <laughs> yeah. But of I course, think I, would ha- I would gauge like depending how many people saw it. Because like, <laughs> it is, people are supposed to be looking at the exam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Damn. yeah, weird stories, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so you had administrative difficulties in terms of the mindset. Yeah. Yep. You had... Um, it's a difficult school you've been assigned to. Yeah, yeah. I guess you almost feel like a, a impossible task, right? Yeah, Teaching yeah. English to you know students who've been failing since standard one. Yeah. So di- did you start to feel discouraged? Did Ooh, you feel yeah, dis- yeah. you know disappointed? Like what am I doing? This is everybody's story of the TFM experience. Yeah, so. is it? Uh, Legit. Yeah. Uh? I hope he doesn't get old, man. <laughs> yeah, because I know quite, I think maybe no four or five TM, TFM alumni. Yeah, I know yeah. the staff. Mm. Yeah. yeah, everybody has this experience. Yeah, yeah. So obviously like, um, I think TFM prepped us, right? They practice in the six months training, no, sorry, six weeks training, mm-hmm. making yeah. us feel like we can do anything. But when we go into school, hey, there's the only so little we can do. Mm. Uh, I think I've at the seventh month, I think remember I was it was around my birthday. Wow, I feel like I feel like a failure. Mm. And I feel like I'm not I am not doing what I'm supposed to be doing when I'm being sent to schools like this. Mm. Yeah. But then after a while, I've, like I remember hearing the senior teachers telling me, right, when you go into this class. Just, uh, it's okay. Just don't have much expectations of them because they kind of succeed anyway. Oh, uh, uh, it sounded like good advice in the beginning. Yes. But then it uh, went down from, <laughs> from there. <laughs> no, so like, at, at the beginning, I, I saw it as, hey, why are you so like, why don't you have any spirit? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what I felt at the beginning. But in, in the end, I sort of understand why they have developed this mindset towards these kids. La. They are mm. basically... Um, Preparing me so that I wouldn't fail so fail so badly, is it? Uh, no, I think they are, mm-hmm. they're also like, Jaded battle, battle hardened, right? Oh. You know, yeah, jaded, exactly. Mm. Like, you know, you're, if you go to like uh, a, a, a war, right? <laughs> when you first go, like uh, everything messes you up. But like, if you're there long enough, everything is just meh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, like oh, it's it okay. Is. Kids are just like that. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. But I think uh, 
that moment, right? Uh, I, f- I felt like a failure and then like my, my we have an LDO, Leadership Development Officer, asked me like, hey, do you want to quit? I say like, oh, no, like, this is not who I am. Like, I will, I'm just going to just finish these two years mm. and do the best that I can. Do so, people quit? Some people did. Oh. But they have to pay back a certain amount to the government. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, but I stayed in the end and then I think this experience really molded me to, um, to manage my expect- expectations a little bit. Not to give up, but just to manage my energy and sustain it throughout the year. So if we face like disappointments like this, it's okay. Uh, just direct the energy back to teaching the kids. And it's a long game. La, it's a long game, yeah. But having them at the last year is a bit too late. La. Uh, there's not much we can do, honestly. Form 5. Form 5. Mm. No, because they're, they're only, you're only there for two years. Yeah, yeah. Right? How, I think everybody has the same struggle. Like, you're not changing the system in two years. Yeah. As one person in a school. Yeah, yeah. Because they didn't send all the TFM fellows to one school. Yeah. They sent each of them to different schools. Yes. Mm. So, right? it was, it was so it's a very different game. Yeah. Yeah. But I think uh, by, by now, we all know that. Like you said, like, two years, one person cannot change much. Like. So it's all about... Um, I think the organization is trying to ask us to focus on after you have understanding these challenges, mm. what can you do about it after? Right? Mm, mm. If you're staying as a teacher, okay, what can you do better? If you're not staying as a teacher, what can you do outside of the circle? Mm. Yeah. Turn to. I don't want to be too gloomy, so I will bring up a good, a positive thing, which is that <laughs> I saw on the Teach for Malaysia website, uh, no, uh, Facebook page, mm. uh, your ex-student shared something. Mm. Um, Reshma. Yeah, she 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 just finished SPM and I think she got accepted into um, what's that? Um, IPG Pelopinang. Yeah, so she's yeah, gonna yeah. become a teacher. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and so she kind of like credited you. Yeah, yeah. She singled you out. So yeah, I feel very happy to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh, so you did make a difference. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in small small ways, I think I did lah. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. So, so so you how did did she contact you and tell you? Yeah. Or? So this is this is a very special family, right? So like. Uh, we, I know, I know, I knew her brother, and then I even been to her house to makan, and I knew them very well. So, even after I left the job, they used to contact me and update. Oh, so actually, teacher, I'm doing this now. I'm applying for this now. What do you think? Mm. And then I would just uh, help her throughout the way. Mm. Yeah. Nice man. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. It's not all gloomy. There are some success yeah, stories. Any yeah. other success stories like that? So, um, I think another thing I'm kind of proud of is this thing called the Young Journalist Team I started in my school. Mm. So, um, basically, I saw that a lot of uh, my kids, right, they wanted to learn how to do, speak better in front of the camera or to interview people and edit video. TikTok is a thing already and yeah, they have to learn how to do yeah. that. I think kids, their, their needs are a lot different now. I think <laughs> a lot of them really want to become like YouTubers. Influencers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I have, my cousins are like eight and look, my cousin is... I think eight years old and she just created her own YouTube channel. You nice. Know, it's like mad. It's huh? Yeah, then there's the Twitch one as oh. well. <laughs> that, one's, that one's 14 or 13 or 14. Yeah, yeah. So I can understand. So I'm quite, I'm not surprised that they will be really in, into like video editing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, being a public speaker so because they need to sell whatever they yeah, want to sell. Yeah, yeah. So that was very nice. Like, and then we organized like with, a, with two schools and then we teach them. Like, we did a few workshops mm. and then I, mm. uh, I just... I used almost all my contacts already. I invited a friend from Estra Wani to come down and speak to them. Mm. I invi- invited a lecturer to collaborate with us to strengthen the content to make sure like whatever we teach is the best we can provide like, to the students. Mm. Yeah. And even after I left, they continued on this initiative for a year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was very nice. 
so they can self-organize. Uh, let's just say there's a Hari Guru. They can self-organize like, okay, who's going to prepare the script? Who's going to contact the teachers? Who's going to interview them? Who's going to edit? Who's going to post it up on social media? Mm. Yeah, so there was uh, something I'm quite proud of. La. I, I think us in the Klang Valley, we kind of underestimate how bad some of these schools can be. La. Mm. Um, I mean, because I have family in Ipoh, mm. for example, and they tell me the stories about some of these schools in Ipoh because <laughs> like gangsterism in Ipoh is like, really really prevalent mm. so you have a lot of kids who like uh, and like they really kind of like get you on board to drugs la. that's their main mode of like onboarding you so it's like a lot of drug use among teenagers mm. and this hit the Indian community in Ipoh quite badly mm. you know so you have you you know we sometimes see it from like our experiences but we kind of un- underestimate like in Sabah and Sarawak the school set, setups are a lot different from Klang yeah Valley, they la. are they are and if you go further north or, or even go... Yeah. Actually, Penang is okay. La. <laughs> you go down, I think. I, or you go east. You know. I heard there's one school in Sab- Sabah, rural Sabah lately, right? So, the school is set up 50 years ago, but then the school is made of wood. Oof. So, like, after 50 years, right, this school, wow, it's just, it's full of uh, white ends nowadays. Mm. And then I really don't know how long this building can last. <laughs> so, it's a very different setup. La. That's crazy though. Yeah. That's- be tough to imagine like one day you show up, oh no, we can't we can't we can't walk into the yeah, building, it's yeah. gone. <laughs> you sit down, yeah, your chair yeah. breaks apart, your table breaks apart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the school is trying hard trying to shift to plastic furniture now. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh. a step up, I suppose. <laughs> it's the uh. way of survival. Uh. I, even I used to teach tuition. Yeah. And um some of the kids that I uh, was teaching, because they are low-income families, right? Yeah. It's crazy. Like there are students or, or kids who they can't speak English at all. Yep. They can't read. Uh, they can't. Uh, uh, they only can understand Bahasa, but they can't even write Bahasa properly. Mm. They of course know Tamil, but then they can't even write Tamil. Mm. So like you don't know how to write at all. Yeah. You know. So you only can like communicate in Bahasa, and that's broken and Tamil. Mm-hmm. How are you gonna survive? Yeah, man. How are you gonna survive? That's mm. crazy. I, I wonder, like, for these people, right? Did their family also like work this way, operate this way, without knowing? Yeah, I, I think it's something like that. I yeah, think right? there's, there's a cycle. Exactly. Uh, because you teach the way you're taught, right? Yeah. So they, they probably, you know, I, I mean, I'm only assuming, but I mean, of course, with Indians, there's a lot of stories of where, uh, when Indians lost the plantations. Uh, you know, when we moved out of the rubber estates, then what happened was um, that there was no way to uplift yourself. Mm. And so you had a lot of like Indian men, especially like drinking a lot. So yeah. you know, had very toxic uh, mm. environments. It's not a... A healthy place for a, a child to develop la, mm, academically. Mm, there mm, are mm. other things that needed to be dealt with. Mm. Studies go down the, the list. Okay, okay. Because they don't they don't have in their mind that this is someone that's going to become a doctor or lawyer engineer. Mm. They're like, well, do not, you don't have to study so hard. You are yeah. going to do something about this Similar, level. Yeah. So you don't have to go crazy. You don't need to be a study student. You know, we just need you to pass and then you can, you know, become Ooh. whatever, you know, a lorry driver or whatever. Mm. Okay, okay. And even like lorry driving, so like a lot of Indians do lorry driving and even then so because it's long track of um, long journeys, right? So you have a lot of them uh, that do like, you know, smoke up because oh. it helps with the drive. Mm. And so then that starts like uh, drug abuse and I see. coupled with you not being able to uplift yourself, it's the only way you can sort of like, it's does a lot it, of things. Does it help with the drive? Huh? <laughs> apparently know. it does. Really? Yeah, yeah okay, apparently okay. it does. Yeah, it, apparently it helps you um, kind of like relax. Like, because long, we are, Long drives can be, you know, you're talking about like from KL to like, or from Johor to Penang. Kind okay, of drives. okay. They, they are, <laughs> you know, they're really long. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So it's really tough. Mm. 
what do you, what 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 do you think? Okay, if Bernard Au uh, was given power lah okay, <laughs> to fix the education system, right? Yeah. Anything you could do, anything you can implement, yeah. anything you would do, anything you want. What was the first thing you would do? Okay, I ideally I would like to. I still like the idea of having a uh, one school. So like combining all the best practices from let's just say vernacular, mm. uh, our na- current national school, uh, all the Pafi schools, boarding schools mm. into one school. And then from there, uh, we can have this shared experiences which I think will help with national unity. Mm. That's one. And then number two is I hope that if you have money, we will spend a lot of money in teacher, teacher training. Mm. Not so much on pre-service but during service. So mm. like I have teachers... I've seen teachers with, let's just say, 20, 30 years experience, right? Mm. They haven't, they updated, haven't updated, updated yeah. their mm. knowledge for a long time. Yeah, and then school principals as well. So if I have the opportunity, I'll do that. Mm. And then I heard, right, from my, uh, from my, from my boss that worked in uh, MOE for a short while on this policy review thing, she found out that there is only less than one ringgit investment per head on teacher <laughs> training per year. So that's one year, crazy. you get like maybe 50 cent for training. Mm. And that's it. What can you get with 50 cent? Sugus. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, the, but that means a lot of teachers are not attending the trainings also, right? Because yeah. And like, so how they have made, made it this far is they just have trainings internally. So mm. uh, we have 50 teachers, right? Okay. Teacher A is going to teach this time. Teacher B is going to teach this time. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully with this shared experiences, they grow. La. That's... Yeah. So that's I think that's probably not going to be too effective. Exactly. Right? So yeah. I've been there and then I see all those teachers when they come into these trainings, they're so jala already. And sometimes mm. the training becomes a, Just a uh, selling insurance. Mm. Like someone will say, this is a financial management class. <laughs> but but, MLM. Yeah, but nice. they're selling insurance. Yeah. Sebagai cikgu-cikgu, kita pun minda mesti sehat, badan mesti sehat. So, Herbalife. Untuk anak-anak kita, kita semua mesti minum Herbalife. I bet this is happening. <laughs> I think you can. I think they will buy your idea. <laughs> yeah, the bar is not very high. <laughs> and then sometimes, like some guy will come in and teach us like, how to fill in our taxes. Okay. Uh, that, hmm. That's called finance. That's called uh, financial management as well as part of teacher training. But I think the teacher training I'm talking about is not obviously not all these things, lah, But yeah. more on how you teach your kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Best practices, lah. Yes, definitely. Um, a but, bit. A, yeah, sorry. But if you don't learn that systematically, you can't really teach it systematically, right? What do you mean? Like, I mean, would they know how to present that material? Because they only, I mean, on some level, they only teach the subject matter, right? Okay. Would they be able to repackage their teaching experience into something they can deliver? Oh, so you're saying that a partic- even you have a, a really good teaching style, for example, yeah. you can't apply it between English and uh, geography, for example. Yeah. 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 So I guess um, sharing of best practices can also be more targeted, lah, mm. right? I think that will really help. Because we like, for example, languages. Yeah. Yeah. It's super hard to teach languages, actually. It's really, really difficult. Yep. Um, and I mean, and also like, like let's say come close to exam, right? Yeah. All of us, I mean, when we were in high school, we would go for like courses for like science yeah. and, you know, because you want to do that last minute thing to like sharpen and whatever, maths or whatever, so that you can sit for your exam. But English though, how much can you learn in the courses <laughs> to help you, yeah, you know, yeah, improve yeah. your grade? Not Unless much. you memorized an essay. Yeah, oh my God, that's what every SPM student do, isn't it? Yeah. They ask yeah. to memorize this essay, go in and just churn it out. I mean, that's <laughs> the perfection. Uh, that's their method? That's their method. Bro. Oh, that's scary though. They, perfection had like a format, a template. 
so if you get this essay, they give you. So they just say memorize this format. Yeah. Then after that, you just oh. fill in the blanks. Yeah. Kind of For example, let's just say there's one essay and start with one word. Yeah. And then you you just try to connect the first sentence, the first word to your first paragraph, and every article is just paste there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good strategy, actually. <laughs> I never thought that far. Uh, <laughs> not to get, I mean, not to get too sensitive, but I think it's a good conversation to have, important conversation. There is the vernacular school wow. and national school debate, yeah. right? Um, vernacular school, uh, so you're talking about um, your non-Malay Chinese, mm-hmm. uh, man- Mandarin speaking, your Tamil speaking, they want vernacular schools because they feel vernacular schools are of higher quality. Yeah. They feel that their interests are protected. Yeah, the culture is protected, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas with national school advocates, they say like, look, we are supposed to be one Malaysia. We are all supposed to be, you know, united. Yeah. So why should we have vernacular schools? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, and interesting, it's an interesting discussion. Mm. Um, what do you have a position? Do you have, or do you at least have thoughts? Ayo, I'm very, I'm a bit torn on this because like, I see like, uh, I've seen, so I'm from SJKC, right? And then I personally, right now, I think when I'm standard one to standard six, I really don't have a lot of Malay and Indian friends, which mm-hmm. is true. And when I go to SMK, I also feel like, um, because I went to the SMK where 90% are Chinese, mm. so I also didn't have a lot of uh, friends, uh, Malay or Indian friends. So in that sense, um, if someone goes into a school with 99%, what if they're 99% <laughs> Chinese or 99% uh, whatever race, then this also limits their opportunity to interact with other races, right? I think this shared experience is very important. La. I mean, if you don't have a friend from each race, you are really missing out on a real yeah, Malaysian man. experience. Yeah. It's like, a uniquely Malaysian experience. Like, let, me give, let me give you an, an example. I only found out about banana leaf oh. when I am form three. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it's quite late into the game. Like, and I'm like, oh, Dude, your brother, I think, ate his first banana leaf with me. Yeah. And then he was like 19, 20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Or, or uh, yeah. Jane as well. Jane Aul exactly. as well. <laughs> There's so much they're missing out. And I think Augie didn't, he would refuse to eat with hand still. Oh. I was pushing him hard. I don't know whether he did. I might be wrong, Ogi, if you're I listening. I think I only picked it up in college when I had ah. majority Indian friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you're right. You know, the, 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 the cultures, right? It's, you stay in a kind of a silo. But yeah. I would caution that the race thing is not what we're looking at. Meaning? It, it's more, it's, yeah, it is a bit more of a class, a bit more okay. of a language so thing. Okay. Because if we all consume the same like TV shows, we all speak English at home, mm. we are close, like, Culturally, we're all closer to each other mm. than if we actually came from very different, like, mm. I mean, if, um, again, socio- different socioeconomic background, you consume different yeah, yeah. type of movies. Yeah, I, I agree, think I just having a different, like, race just, is not enough. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. not enough. It doesn't actually represent the spectrum to yep, some yep. extent. Mm. Yeah. Because there is, yeah, and I agree. An, mm. an extension is even in, because we were in national schools. Yeah. Mm. Even in national schools, people group. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People group. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you have Chinese people sitting in Chinese yeah, people, yeah, yeah. Malay people speaking in Malay people, yeah. and we Indians are the fewest, so we, yeah. <laughs> we, we have to sit with other people. <laughs> we float around, we see our mood, how we're feeling today. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we jump accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there is, um, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. it is tough, but vernacular schools in that sense don't help, la, you know, with the, with the mixing. Mm. But you you went to uh, SJKC. Mm-hmm. What was your experience like? I would say it's far too exceptional. Again, because I went to uh, S- SJKC in Banaotama. Mm. It, it was, was pri- it well mixed? 
no, the PU bubble. No, absolutely not. And <laughs> I should create our own bubble. PU bubble. <laughs> <laughs> the PU bubble. <laughs> it is a PU bubble in that sense that these were all middle to upper middle. Yeah. yeah. They all spoke in most of them spoke English at home. Ah, oh, that's so very interesting. Yeah. So they, they, we didn't even need to like if the teacher wasn't around, we could speak English. Wow. It was perfectly fine. Wow, okay, I mean, okay. yeah, we could we could carry ourselves in English. Yeah, that's a whole different as you can see that. Correct. <laughs> so like that that's where that's where I think this this notion that diversity does come from just having that race thing be different ah. is 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 a misnomer because you can have this kind of very class distinct sort of grouping. So if you go to Damansara Utama, Damansara Utama is probably hollowed out of the, the poor are gone. Mm. It's just going to be these people who like find a way. I think there's some very interesting ways people can game the system. You can submit somebody else's like electric bill to, to show that you live yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get normal. into that school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> probably still doing it. I think that's what happened to me as well. I mean, even how am I yeah, how, how did, did I go you, to school in Bangladesh? <laughs> 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 I mean, Sunga will look So there's there's a bit of that going on. So if you go to DU, I don't know if you have if you have one Malay friend, one Indian friend, one Chinese friend, mm. might not be as representative as we think. Okay. No, but even if you have even if you have, let's say, let's take it everybody is middle class. But mm-hmm. there's a difference between all middle class Chinese people being together and um, all middle class with different races. Mm-hmm. It, it is different though. Because even though we consume the same media to a certain extent, mm-hmm. culturally there are differences. La. So for example, banana leaf. Uh, <laughs> going Eating Indian food. Like you and me, we are of same interests and all that, right? But it, it's pro- you know, again, like you mix with people of same class, same interests, mm-hmm. but they exposed you to their culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah, but yeah. definitely there is, I guess, a, a cultural there is. I mean, you can say there's a positive effect, but yeah. I would, would not go as far as to say like you've seen the whole of Malaysia through a school kind of thing. Yeah, that's yeah. a bit difficult to of say. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the shared experiences thing, like I, because I think you mentioned also, right, that the population is split a certain way. Yeah, yeah. There are schools that are 90% Chinese. Yeah, yeah. What like, is, so yeah. how are you going to get that experience, right? Mm-hmm. So to some extent, I do think I am… I'm for this if the government was a bit better about implementing, about engineering the Uh. engineering the population Mm. or not having three schools, just having one huge school Mm. and just running it out of that. So that's one way you could do it. Yeah. Yeah. But that requires a lot of like urban planning stuff here and Mm. there. And also, there is a very, national schools have a very bad perception. You know, and until they, and reputation, you mean? Yeah. uh, Yeah. yeah. Mm. Perception, reputation. Mm. So, they, they need to be able to Offer, you know, if the product was good, people would go naturally, right? Yeah. Mm. That you know, because in the end of the day, you just want your, you know, if the school is good, like for example, there, are, uh, for example, there are schools that like in BU, for example, that are known to, or like for example, um, uh, DU, DJ, BI, yeah, you know, you have those schools that are high performing. People will send their kids there. True. People are competing to get in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know. So, yeah. Actually, I would think that that's. Right now, if without changing all these different school systems, that's one thing that they should be focusing on. Like, just improve, improving the current schools we have mm. instead of just abolishing. Because I feel like right now, I don't know whether is it too late to do all this abol- abolishing because mm. we're already 50 years, almost 60, <laughs> 63 years, right? Mm. Did I count correctly? <laughs> 63 this year. Yeah. So, so many years already. And now you want to do a, such a big change in the education system. Mm. It will not only shock a lot of people, but it might scar people's mm. experiences to some extent. It will be disruptive, like, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, an interesting thing about education now is the privatization of education. Ayo, that's that, another thing. That's another thing. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm actually really against it. I, yeah. I mean, I, I think with privatization, the quality of education would go up. Uh, definitely because you're, you're competing, right? But 
is I just find the idea of again dividing people according to their class. You yeah. Know, you all of you be able, will only be able to go to a particular school because you your income bracket is a particular way. I just feel that that's so like mm. weird, are, bad lah. Yeah, the gap is gonna only become bigger. Yeah, it's just gonna further. We're already such a divided country. Yeah. It's just gonna divide us further. I mean, but what's what's paradoxical about that is that like we we. I think the government has to know that the education system is not going that well. Mm. But at the same time, like they seem fine with the kind of private school agenda. Mm. So like for if you look at the higher education sphere, they're just handing out like yeah. university licenses to yeah. any Tom, Dick, and Harry. And like I'm sure you drive <laughs> you drive along the, the road to a USJ summit. Mm. I was surprised, like I looked to my left, like in the, the summit building, there were three colleges there. <laughs> and I've never noticed it before. <laughs> it was yeah. some Imperial College yeah, and then yeah. like some like, international medical college, which is yeah, not yeah. IMU. Yeah. Huh? And yeah, which is not <laughs> IMU, I think. And like, yeah, my AP building, and Sergi are there. Yeah, yeah, my building is so Asan College. <laughs> yeah. It's like all these Arab dudes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what are like what are they doing if they think that education is a pro- I mean the quality of education is a problem? Yeah. Why would they hand out these kind of licenses this way? Yeah. Uh, I think it's all like a you know mon- tax. It's money, la, yeah. Tax. Yeah. And, and the with high schools, there might be another reason in that maybe the system is overloaded. So with private schools it eases the, the the burden a little bit. That's mm-hmm. possible. That yeah. I was thinking maybe that's part of it. So then actually they could focus on those who need yeah. need it. It's almost like a government school, private school kind of like the ones who can afford, okay, you go private school, yeah. uh, private hospital, okay, sorry. Okay. That's fair. You, you once afford, you go private hospital. Then the ones who need go to uh, uh, government. government hospital. Mm. That might be it. But I just feel with education in particular. It's not that, man. I, I feel like because unity is such an important thing because we, we are it's so racially divided, yeah. right? It's such an important thing that this, I would think, trumps it, you know? Mm. So, I mean, there's a, there's a further argument to be made to that because I don't know if you know about the st- statistics about education spending. Like, we outspend a lot yeah. of… Yeah, we a lot. Of, a lot. Like, Our budget is crazy for education. No, no, but you have to think about it comparatively across the world. We also okay. spend a lot. Okay. Mm. But for returns, in terms of PISA scores, yeah, it's we are very absolute real. shit. Yeah, actually, so, like, sometimes I also wonder, where, where did the money, money go, money? you know? Yeah, I mean, like the, you see the like training, one, one training ringgit, one ringgit. <laughs> yeah, the one ringgit person, training. Yeah, Where's the money going. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so that's that's yet to be discovered. I'm sure someone could tell you, but yeah. you know, they'd be a short, I, maybe I, short tomorrow. I, 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 <laughs> I wish these things right can be shared publicly and then debated. You know, like how mm. should you spend la. But because like without all this information, right? Like all of us, we would, we don't know how the money is spent, mm-hmm. and then we don't know whether is it a good way to spend the money or not. Yeah. And then only a few people get to determine how this money is spent. And then in school, right? What I see most often, they're just buying more exercise books. <laughs> and, right? and they're investing in… That's the funny thing. They're investing in equipment. Yes. Infrastructure uh, stuff. Infrastructure. Instead of… Quality, quality training, training, you know. Oh. I see it. I see it. I definitely mm. see that. Yeah. That's a bit tough to square. Yeah. yeah. It's just and, curious, right? Mm. I want to ask you back the same question. Mm. If you have like one superpower, <laughs> what would you change about education? I, I honestly think a big bug uh, the big buck of it is the teachers. Yeah. So what I would do is, uh, I mean, it's tough, but I would, re- my first thing I would do is look at the teaching schools. I mean, the the school, the maktab. Uh, IPG lah. IPG. I would, training I would go to IPG. <laughs> I would look at what they're doing, how they're being trained. I would um, uh, make it more stricter in terms of who becomes teachers. Yeah, right. Sounds and, good. And that, that's my spot. I would, I would not be looking at schools. I will be looking at the IPGs. The training part. Yeah. Okay, sounds because good. Because I feel like if the teachers are, the soldiers 
are going out there because they have to do the battle. You cannot fight the war. You yeah. cannot go and fight. Yeah. You need your soldiers, right? Yeah, yeah. So you need to train your soldiers up. You need to make them damn good mm -hmm. and you send them out. Mm. You know? And you... Like, I think we were talking about this with Aaron Matthew. Mm. Because we... We have so many schools. We need a lot of teachers. We just open up whoever comes in. So then you have a lot of people who are uh, not interested. True. Uh, it's for them like a part-time kind of job more than anything else. <laughs> I'll tell you another story later. <laughs> <laughs> so they come in. They go to these schools. They're totally not equipped because teaching is a, 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 a skill set yeah. that they mm. don't have. They deal with these kids. They can't handle it. Yeah. And on top of that, because they're so uh, incompetent, they need to be micromanaged. Then you have this huge bureaucratic every day must fill in a report. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that takes so much of time instead of the teaching. And so it becomes you balloon the whole thing. Mm -hmm. If we had good teachers, then we could lessen supervision. Yep. And that would free them up to actually do teaching and building relationship with these kids. Mm. But that's if the quality was good. La. And mm. I know this is all uh, great, you know, great speech, Roshan Gomez. <laughs> yeah, easier said than done. I understand that, la, but this is just my observation. Mm. Jeremy, what about you? I mean, that that is one way to do it. But that one, la, everybody will be like, oh, it costs too much money. <laughs> we'll hurt too many people's feelings. <laughs> There's a lot of things, la, I get true, that. True. So like the the quick way, yeah. and this is not a way that I'm going to advocate for, but the solution that I've heard that I think can be done quickly and then the government can quickly wash their hands is to decentralize. Okay. State by state or region by region. But wouldn't you like telling me that that wouldn't be feasible because some states are super small? Correct. So you, so maybe you'd have to give police Kedah and like <laughs> Kelantan like <laughs> one, 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 yeah. like, become one state. <laughs> yeah, but you can have re these kind of regional blocks yeah. and have them compete. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's one like kind of market force kind of idea. So yeah. what would you mean compete as in? So so you but you'd publish a lot of like oh where are the high where are the most high ranking schools? Uh -huh. You sort of rank the schools and you sort of but publicly shame these like blocks yeah. into performing better. So it'll be like Slango versus uh, Pahang. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. And then they all be, so it's a, not a national level, it's at state level. Ah. Yeah. So the state will be <coughs> invested because they need to beat the other states. <laughs> la. yeah, yeah. And the logic is that I guess what the federal government would do is facilitate not just the competition but also the shared learning mm. so that people would start copying good, yeah. good methods. Yeah, yeah, la, that's right? Good. That's one way to think about it. Yeah. I am not a fan of this idea because I think you will still have what we experience in schools. You desegregate the best class, worst class. Yeah. Best class just keeps getting better. <laughs> <laughs> kind of the worst class people just don't care. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, the, the best class will have extra class. <laughs> they don't, don't need it. They don't need the extra class, but they get the extra class. The, the last class, no, y'all go back. <laughs> no, because you can, you can just imagine it. Like Selangor has so much money. They hire McKinsey and like McKinsey yeah. will come and like develop their system and all that. Police cannot afford anything. Yeah. They just don't, you know. Okay. It's that kind of thing. It could so, happen. So you said this is something that you think could work, but you're not a big fan of. Now, what is it that you're a big fan of? Like, I do think the government overhaul thing is a good idea, but I think, I think it, it, this is a variation on that market idea. If you gave uh, schools either at the district level or even at the school level, some level of autonomy, some level of like uh, democratic agree. kind of control autonomy, yep. and involve the parents in that kind of, in the control system, that would, that might work. Because if, mm. if parents feel like they can affect the system in some way, yeah. it's, and it's very different from like a private school relationship. You pay as a customer, yeah. right? If, if there was a way that it could be rolled out that parents felt like the school was part of the community and was willing to give a bit of their time to like make sure the school ran was run properly, mm -hmm. that kind of autonomy actually has 
like an institution building kind of power mm. to it. Can you give yeah. an example? Like how would it look like? So, I mean, you, I have, I've read, I've probably read like articles on how like this is probably done abroad in West, mm. like Western countries. Because like, for instance, in the States, I think the education system is not run on a federal level. It's mm-hmm. run by, yeah. because they are, in the United States, their states are the size of Malaysia. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's a very different game. But like, I think if you did get, if you were to have that the PIBG yeah. a lot more involved in like, because now you don't get to move the curriculum around. True. Curriculum is set by federal, right? True. But if it was determined, let's say at a district or state level, mm-hmm. and they had consultations going down, ah, okay, right? I so they, they, showed the, they showed the parents this like, hey, and, and presumably the more educated parents will be able to contribute yeah. to offset the, I guess the less educated parents who cannot contribute, but want to, but they themselves can also be part of the process. Yeah. They could comment on the syllabus. Ah. You could absorb the feedback up the chain and then maybe change it at the top. Sounds good. Be- sounds because good. what yeah. happens is with a national approach, you can't cater it to specific uh, That's true. areas. Yeah. Yeah. But if you have that flexibility, you can mm. cater the, even the syllabus yeah. to fit the demographic. Mm-mm. So for example, when you were talking about like teaching kids like how to fill up you know, forms, <laughs> That could be part of the syllabus because yeah. you know that this is what, what the need kids la. need. Mm. Yep. So the, the, that's the flexibility. Mm. La. Yeah. Um, who's our education minister now? <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but I don't dude. know his I, name, man. I, I mean, Mazin Malik was like so. I don't remember the guy's name. Yeah. <laughs> Do okay, you, Sharon, should we Google it? Now? No, Sharon, we just. This whole we just tag Mazi Mazi. <laughs> Wait, you're hoping he's coming back or what? <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, but, okay, we, we tag all the education people because I think we've just fixed the education problem in Malaysia. <laughs> <laughs> I, guys, I think we just solved it. <laughs> so you covered all the bases. One of us is getting a phone call. <laughs> yeah, sorry, do you want to say something? I wanted to add one more point yeah. right? on the autonomy part, right? I also think that um, it's important that schools have the uh, power to hire and fire. Mm. So like bad apples, give them enough warning and just kick them out. Yeah. Mm. So right now, right, it's very difficult to get a, a, an underperforming teacher out. So the process is very long. So what I heard mm. is, if let's just say a teacher skipped class for like a whole week or like the whole <laughs> month even, you wouldn't get fired within a year. The process is very long. They will give warnings and then mm. bimbingan mm. for like a while and then observe. And then another bimbingan by the PPD officer, which is the district officers. Mm. Maybe after... One maybe one and a half, two years, and then he has to he has to show signs that he can never be he can never change, <laughs> right? He will forever be that way. Then people are kicking out. If only our criminal justice system, was like this. <laughs> they gave people so many chances. Yeah. Like, don't love bro. Yeah. <laughs> like don't they will shift him around. It, la. Stop it, la. I love one that. More yeah. One more chance for you. Hey, don't stop stealing <laughs> the handbags. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> uh, I'd like to yeah. see that. <laughs> right now, it is, I think it is like that. Like, even if you did a bad job, they'll just, they'll just shift you around to the other school, mm. but they wouldn't kick you out of the system. That's not a mm. good... Uh, yeah, I definitely... Yeah. I think that's a good one as well. Yeah, so... Sacking them immediately. I mean, but if you, if you thought about like, if the teachers were more motivated, they were yeah. actually interested, you yeah. would have one less of these bad apples and two... Yeah, and then yeah. another thing that I... Uh, which is something that I find quite interesting on and explore is having a renewable renewable teacher license, right? Mm. So for instance, ah, okay. after five years, yeah. you need to get a cert- hit a certain KPI in order to stay as a teacher. Yeah. Then it will make it make the teacher a bit more um, serious about their job, lah. Mm. But then when I talk talked about this to my dad, it's like, oh, you cannot give another opportunity to the government to manage licensing. Mm. Because, because you know how money. our government is <laughs> licensing. That's no, but that's true though. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I, I think it's Dude, true. Look at our taxis. Mm. Look at the taxi system. 
Yeah. They yeah. messed up the taxi system completely. Yeah. It was all like favor. You know, if they did it on merits, it's fine. But the risk of abuse is just so high. Yes, especially exactly. The, in our, exactly. You know. I mean, minimizing discretionary. I mean, one one reason people talk about decentralization a lot is because discretionary power is lessened and lessened and lower. Mm. So that you don't have opportunities for like, hey, uh, can I bribe you for this? Yeah. yeah. Like I was telling Jeremy about okay. this college that there was this scandal in America with one particular college. Yeah. Uh, but the college itself, I was quite interested with their teaching model. Mm. So it's a very uh, liberal college. And so what they do is, uh, the, the professors design the syllabus. They have complete control over the syllabus. Wow. I'm not saying that we should do this for uh, primary or secondary schools, but <laughs> maybe with colleges, something to think about. So they design the syllabus and the students choose, mm-hmm. you know, whether they want to come or whether they don't want to come. So <laughs> if you are giving them, well, good content, <laughs> you know, then you're, you continue on your, your tenure. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> if kids are not coming for your class, then what it to do? It shows that la? you're not, your syllabus not working, la, right? Yeah, 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 oh. yeah. I mean, extreme, that's, huh? that's a bit, yeah. But that's an interesting experiment to do because it depends on the kind of students the university itself admits. Yeah. You could end up just having the easier, which is what's happening now. People yeah. pick the easier subjects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. People yeah, are not yeah. picking good subjects. Like people who are like, okay, I just want to pass. Yeah. No, I just want to like coast through. Yeah. I just pick the easier subjects. I just ask people like, hey, does this lecturer give me an A easily or not? Yeah. Mm. That creates like a kind of market forces and pushes the professors sure, sure, to create sure. easier and easier courses. Yeah. So you could I, have I, I definitely don't think this is something that should be applied across the board. <laughs> la. yeah. But having like a one kind of like college where with that kind of degree of freedom might be interesting to have. La. Mm. You could give it, uh, you could get a university license, you could give that a try. <laughs> <laughs> Ruma Roy. <laughs> I'm not the, sure you want to call it that. <laughs> university Roy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like you said, you wanted to tell a story. Uh, I don't really remember. Ah, wait, wait, wait. wait. We Where did we stop about? this now? Ah? <laughs> talking about, oh. Uh, but, oh, about how that teacher is a part-time job, right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, okay. my God, I tell you. Every other day. Okay, okay so like in, in school, we have a lot of WhatsApp groups, right? <laughs> we have like class WhatsApp group, the whole school WhatsApp group with parents. But we also have one called gang shopping. <laughs> <laughs> and then every day, you will receive things that people, teachers are selling. Curry puffs. This is like Tupperwares. This is like WikiLeaks for <laughs> this is some inside. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to make it to TVT you know. And I tell you, right, sometimes these groups are more active than the main WhatsApp groups. Damn, so, but that means they are really like not getting paid enough. La. Um, or is this just their side like hobby? I think, okay, okay. I think teachers are paid a lot better than back then now. So a new teacher right now gets like a 2.1k base uh. and then for instance, I'm studying, I'm, I was working in Johor, right? I get around 900 bucks of allowance, which is 3,000, which is not bad, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would think it's, 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 it's enough la, for if you know how to manage your money properly. Mm-hmm. But I think they just abuse uh, this opportunity that, you know, uh, teachers can finish work, let's just say around two to three, mm-hmm. then they will just spend their remaining time to work at somewhere else or sell something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, MLM is. A big thing. <laughs> they, what, what is the product? I forgot already. Ah, there's some essential oil products. Oh, that's, yeah, people have yeah. been getting into that quite a lot. I can't remember the name. There are some <laughs> facial products. A teacher, so like, I, so there was once I walked into the teacher's pantry uh-huh. and then I was see like, they were discussing and they were asking her to try this out. Then I was like, oh, what was that? And then I found out, oh, it's another like MLM facial product. <laughs> <laughs> Was there something to eat? <laughs> Teachers need to be working on their lesson plans or something. Not like, no, yeah. but if it's not this, is tuition. Like, yeah, I guess. yeah, so tuition. So. And then some sells like insurance as well. Yeah. Wow. 
That's crazy. Okay, okay. I, I would say like not 100%. Like, I know oh, a lot yeah, of hardworking yeah. teachers. Yeah, yeah. Disclaimer, yeah. Hardworking teachers, I really, really respect them. They've been there for like 20 years even. Mm. They do, they are more hardworking than a young teacher like me. More energetic still. Mm. And I really respect these teachers. Mm. But because this, that, this only makes up, well, let's just say 30%. Mm. But the remaining 70% are sometimes mm. are not as dedicated as we would like to be. Yeah, I mean, we see it also with like local youth. You see really good students in local use but then mm. you also see a lot of trash come mm. through yeah. <laughs> come through they somehow managed to wiggle through the gate <laughs> um, yeah. so um, your two years ended um, you didn't stay on uh, I didn't you did, and, yeah. and maybe why did you make that choice and what did you do after okay I think um, there was a few there was a few reasons why I didn't stay so, you missed Jane <laughs> <laughs> I tremendous. missed my family that's for sure <laughs> so I missed being KL uh, and then I also cannot see myself in the school for too long because I realized that my views and the principal's views and the mm. senior teacher's views are very different. Mm. So, for for example, like we brought out about the different insan, uh, that <laughs> insan thing, mm. and then I wanted, for example, when I want to run my own program, like the young journalist program, when I when I pitched to them, he said like, um, you can do it, but uh, we we cannot give you any any support line, any resources. No, you can just run it on your own line. So like, feel like oh, there wasn't much support given. And another example is like, when I tried to start the female basketball team in my school, right? Mm-hmm. I was the only teacher that was, that I see the potential that I wanted to do it. And I even want to bring them for competition. But then the school is like, um, no, I don't think we're going to spend on this because they're going to lose anyway. Uh, so, but in the end, I, uh, I, I didn't manage to bring this female team out, but I brought the male team out. Mm-hmm. The school also didn't want to give funding. Uh, but I fundraised it on my own lah, mm. using my Facebook friends, putting mm-hmm. money, and then I got money to bring down for competition. So it's this kind of challenges that make me feel like, wow, it's a very tough game to continue lah. Because mm. like, the things I value doesn't seem to be the things that the principal value. Then I'm like, maybe it's just not meant to be lah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I came out, it's not that I, uh, I hated my job. I still appreciate the times where I get to teach my students, coach them in different things, public speaking, basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I left because of the different ideology. So I feel like maybe I can do uh, more uh, outside of the school and maybe some other people will find this job um, interesting. Mm. Like they would find this like meaningful for them. But I didn't find this uh, this experience uh, with the principal very meaningful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You wanted to do more like, basically. Yes, yes. So, for you, it was never just teaching the students. Like, you yeah. wanted to do more than that. Like, exactly. And then I feel like when I was in school, right, I grew much more out of the class. Mm. There was these those were the experience that really molded me. Mm. So I really wanted to focus on that. But then um which the the, the school asked me, uh, wants us to focus on academic, definitely. I, I did my all uh, as much as I can, but then they didn't want me to focus so much on the other things. Yeah, which is I think a missed opportunity. Mm. Yeah. So in the end, uh, around six months before the two year contract end, I needed to submit my uh I need to indicate whether I want to continue or not. So I indicated I didn't want to continue. And after that only, they're like, hey, actually, why you want to leave? Mm. <laughs> Is there anything you want to do or not? We can do, you know. <laughs> but wow. I was like, oh, that's a bit too late already. Yeah. Yeah. So I left and then um, I came at KL. A few um, TFN alumni-led organizations reached out to me. Mm. One was uh, Closing the Gap. Mm. <clears throat> oh, you know Closing the Gap? Yeah, also? pretty famous. Yep. Uh, and then like, uh, Pamimpin GSL is the one I'm currently working in. And then TFN also wanted to, uh, also engaged me. Lah. But in the end, I chose this uh, global school leaders because I felt like oh it's a very it's very young they're only fourth year mm. 
uh, this is the fourth year and there's still a lot of things can be done here. Mm. Yeah. So what do you do in this? Uh, sorry, what? Global? Global school leaders. Global school leaders. So yeah, what do you do? What, what's it all about? Uh, um, give, so, us, give us the MLM pitch. <laughs> <laughs> so we, Only two minutes. <laughs> so, so we know that the school leaders need training yeah, uh, based yeah. on the data I told you just now. Mm. And then we believe that this is the most cost-effective way to transform a school. So if a principal is well-trained, right, he can, uh, the, the change would trickle down to the teachers and the students. Mm. So if we really mold this leader properly, we believe that school transformation can happen. Mm. So we run this, similar to TFM punya concept, I would say, this two-year training program for school leaders mm. to equip them with a few skills. Oh, wow. So it's like consistently you are training them for Yeah, so for two years, for the same school leaders, we will give them uh, a few focuses. So, but um, what 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 is the incentive for them to join? So, because uh, it's a high commitment, right? Uh, I will consider high commitment. Mm. Um, so if they miss our program, right, they technically wouldn't have any consequences mm. because it's not compulsory. Uh, mm. Because we are not MOE, right? We cannot say like if you miss and then I don't know, cut the salary, <laughs> <laughs> things like that. Oh damn, MOE! <laughs> <laughs> but but surprisingly, a lot of schools have come back, lah. So mm. I, the reason why I think this happened is that because they are hungry for good training. and I, I wouldn't say we are very good, but we are the only option. <laughs> like, what else do they have? Mm. So, they, whatever they can get, they will just come. And um, we have finished one cohort already. And right now, we are starting with two other cohorts. So we have different models. Mm. One, we are trying a shorter time span with one year, five, five uh, three-day, two-night camps mm. versus like the original two-year program, which is... Uh, every almost every month we have a workshop and then coaching calls. Mm. So generally, what we do, we give um, training training the school leaders to the principals, the PKs, and we we give them a workshop followed by a school visit, which we will help to sort of contextualize that. Okay, we have teach you this, but how do you actually apply it in school? Mm. Let's just try and explore that together. Mm. And if you have any roadblocks, let's talk about how we can overcome that. Mm. And lastly, we facilitate facilitate what we call uh, professional learning communities, lah, PLC, where uh, different schools, right? If you have the same problems, we just conduct these um, learning groups together that all of them can learn together. I think that is one big thing that I feel is lacking in Malaysia government school system. Mm. Everyone is playing this like an individual sport, mm. like playing ping pong like that. <laughs> but then we are supposed to be a football team. Yeah, if you have definitely. a good practice, why are you not sharing with another school? Yeah. Like we are not that technically directly competing with one another to, I don't know, we are not like private schools, right? <laughs> we all can, we all need to co survive together and help each other out. Lah. Mm. Yeah, so that's our main thing. How, how does the coaching call go? So, um, we will normally start with identifying like, okay, uh, what are your current challenges you face in school? And then let's select what you're going to talk about and then let's try to brainstorm on how we overcome that together. Mm. And most of the time, the conversation is, so we are, we are mostly asking difficult questions, asking questions and then they have to think about, think about how to solve it. But then at times when they are not so um, ready to be challenged, right? We will just talk partner together. La. So, but these are high level management in the school, basically. Yeah, You're talking yeah. about your headmaster, yeah, headmistresses, yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, what, what's the... Uh, PK. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What would that be in English? Uh, assistant, assistant principal, is it? Yeah, okay. I guess, yeah. Assistant principal. Um, 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 yeah. We are breaking the fourth wall. Sharon <laughs> ended this conversation. Um, so, because you are really young and mm. I assume uh, everyone in your All team is young. young. So, yeah. how does the dynamic of uh, dealing with, you know, these are people who have yeah. been in the system for many, many years, right? Yeah. 
how does is there a pushback or mm-hmm. are they really open? Yeah. Uh, is there any communication problems? Yeah. <laughs> Can you speak the same kind of you know language yeah. in the sense that because you know the age gap, right? Yeah. Mm. At the beginning, right? As a teacher going to this this company and then needing to talk to them and giving uh, basically sharing best practices and recommending them what to do, I think there was a huge mindset block because I was going in as a teacher. Mm. But then actually, so in school, right? Principal and teacher, you see a gap, right? Mm. But if let's just say the same person, same Bernard, who's not a teacher, who goes in as an external NGO, mm. they basically welcome, whatever you say, right? They'll be like uh. opening their eyes and ears, waiting for you to give mm. them some ideas. Uh-huh. So there, this perception, I feel like, oh, yo, it's very, I wish they can look at teachers, right? The same, way, same yeah. you know, the same mindset. Oh. So actually when we go in, right? Uh, I mean, as long as we make sure our content is relevant, mm-hmm. they, they would, be willing to listen and explore. So I think one of the ways which uh, it's not, uh, we, I think what we share is not like groundbreaking. It's things that they should be doing but some of the things they sometimes put it aside. Yeah. So for instance, like we ask them to, you need to do frequent what we call classroom walkthroughs. Basically just check on your teachers and students and identify what are the challenges they face in classrooms. Like is it they don't know how to teach the content? Is it they don't know how to manage the students? Mm. Or is there other things? You need to identify these things, right? Mm. So what we do, we 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 only they were always doing it on paper and then they have to key in on the laptop and then they always lose the paper in the end. <laughs> <laughs> so then then we they like, make it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's scary though. <laughs> yeah. But I guess I'm just realizing that uh with our headmasters, headmistresses, all this management level, actually their background is teaching. Yes. And to jump to management level. Yeah, like, you know, not... when you're in like a company, you're trained to become a manager, right? Yeah. Mm. But like from teaching to become a manager, it's Very crazy. different, yeah. I've actually never really thought about yeah, that. Yeah, and they rarely have much training. They have this thing called <laughs> MPQEL for like three months. Mm-hmm. But, yo, yo, do you know whether this is too much? <laughs> do you know what the ICT module is? Uh? No. The ICT module is they teach them how to use PowerPoint. Oh. But PowerPoint is ancient already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they are still teaching them PowerPoint. As of what I heard last year. <laughs> so, you I, see... I, but I would presume that you don't really get any kind of formal PowerPoint training, <laughs> like, to be honest. So okay, okay. I, you try and informally yeah, but, okay, learn okay, it, right? I just, uh, maybe, just a caveat. Like, I haven't seen the module myself. This is what I heard from <laughs> someone inside. But what I'm saying is, we only teach them how to use Google Form to keep track of all these little, little things yeah. going on around the school. Yeah. They really find it so fascinating. They're like, whoa, why didn't I talk about this before? Mm. Like, this is so convenient. Data uh, is organized well, mm. easily analyzed. Mm. And and yeah, they have they have loved these little things we have shared with them so far. But who who fund so who funds the operations so for uh, for GSL? Right, right. Okay. So we are we are a non-profit, right? So we basically go ask funders who are interested, lah, who to who believes in this long-term investment in education. Mm. So currently, uh, YTL Foundation is in. Nice. Uh, YTL then, does a lot of good work, man. I have to say. Mm. Mm. And then, uh, we have had ECM Libra Foundation. Mm. Uh, They're uh, financial trading. Yep. Yeah. Mm. And then we have a few more like Hub Singh Foundation. Okay. Hub Singh, the biscuit? <laughs> yes, wow. Hub Singh, the biscuit. Yeah, there's <laughs> also Hub Singh, the biscuit. <laughs> but there is also <laughs> Hub Singh Foundation. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you've never heard like you've never heard of them for ages yeah. like that. I have not heard <laughs> <laughs> their biscuits so much better than Jacob's <laughs> I'm just gonna put that out yeah. Yeah. okay I'm saying if you want a sponsor 
Shout out to Hapsing Crackers. <laughs> Hapsing Cream Crackers. <laughs> Jacobs asks their offer and asks you, you want to know? I'll accept it. <laughs> I'll do it. Okay, so yeah. Oh, so yeah. this is where you get your funding. So, w- w- with these um, schools that you engage with, um, they are basically coming in for free. Like, they don't have to pay. Yeah, they don't have to pay. Oh, that's great. Uh, that's why it's an incentive for them to come mm. in as well. Yeah, like, it's free yeah. content. That's uh, quality. Free food and then nice <laughs> 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 nice place. Uh, so whenever we have our training, make sure it's uh, comfortable. Uh, it's like a conference kind of space, right? So they mm, love it. Uh, yeah. And and it, it's also a networking thing for them. They get to meet other other, other yeah. people who are going through the same thing that they are going through, basically. Yes. Ah. So like we're basically, I think this program got an inspiration from the Teach for Malaysia fellowship module. No, not Teach for Malaysia, Teach for All. Mm. Uh, the fellowship um, concept and then they made it one for school leaders. Mm. Yeah. Because I think like I said, like education is supposed to be a team sport and this this concept can sort of facilitate a team sport spirit. Yeah. So, but this GSL is is filled with TFM alumni, I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Your founder is a, a Teach Malaysia alumni, alum, yeah. alumni right? She's yes. also quite young. Yes, she's like uh, 35. Yeah, mm. much younger than the principal. Because mm, like, it's interesting to see where Teach for Alumni, I mean Teach for Malaysia alumni end up. Yeah. Mm. It's really different places. places. Right? No, it's private schools. Okay. Or they just… No, it's private. It's private schools and everybody else, to be honest. What and you, and everybody else, meaning? Oh, because I think they're only like closing the gap, and this GSL is one of the only few. I'm not sure how many other. Yeah, like, there's a few more. There's one. There's called, a few more. There are, there's one called Arus Academy where they do ah, like maker okay. education. So students will yeah. come in, they will learn robotics oh, and all okay. these things, also mm. for free. So they use the same mod- model, like, Get funders to fund, mm. and then they run all these things for free. Mm. Yeah, and then um, what else? Uh? There's one called Evolution Enterprise. They focus on district offices. So like we train school leaders, right? They train one level up the mm. district leaders, which also I think needs a lot of uh, support. La. What do district officers do? do uh, I'm administration, I'm guessing. So they're supposed to come up with like, let's just say, um, district transformation strategies. La. So they are supposed to facilitate <laughs> all those learnings from different school leaders, share best practices and then like do benchmarking across different schools so that we all can learn from each other. Mm. Uh, and then they're supposed to manage like the transfers as well. So if this school needs more teacher, that school needs this teacher. Can you ex- can you exchange, for example? Mm. Yeah. But I so I also think that uh, they are they also need a lot of support, lah. So like, when the COVID happened, right, the first week, right, there's no nothing from them. School leaders are wondering what to do. PPD <laughs> officers don't know what to do. They are waiting for the higher up, higher up. Mm. So and then. Yeah, COVID was a mess, man. Yeah. For schools, I bet. For schools, schools no one knew mess. what to do. And then, mm. uh, I wish so like. This is why I'm going to give my boss a bit of credit. Mm. So in the first week, right, then he told us, like, okay, you know what? When this crisis happens, we always need to check on our school. Wait, your first. boss is a guy or a girl? Uh, girl, la, Cheryl. Cheryl, so, okay, sorry. Yeah. So then she's like, oh, we need to check on our, our teachers and our school leaders. Mm. So then during the first few days, we already call our school leaders, ask them how are they doing? And then like, is there any support you need? Emotional well-being or any, uh, any like, anything we can recommend? Mm. So that time we recommended like, no matter what, set up your communication channels with all your teachers, all your students, mm. uh, parents, and things like that. Mm. But the PPD officers were so quiet. Mm. And the school leaders were saying, hey, actually, you guys came to us. But I was hoping that the officers would come and ask how we are doing and find out more about this. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess probably the with the PPD officers, they were afraid to say something and have to take it back. Or you maybe, know, maybe. And probably they didn't have the... You know, the information has to come down the chain. Mm. But there are things you can do that don't really... Like, for example, telling everyone to have a routine. Yeah. Is something that you can honestly <laughs> apply, and it wouldn't like destroy uh, much lah. You yeah, know, yeah. something too crazy. And actually, that's true. You you want the things you want to do during a pandemic as at least 
have some semblance of order. Yeah. You know? And then like check on the families that don't have income and then mm. organize like uh, food banks. Things mm. are the things, these are the things that you do need someone to tell you what to do, right? You know? Mm. That's great, so, yeah. man. So yeah, like, these few organizations. So, um, yeah. But you were saying about… Uh, so a lot of, a lot of T- TFM alumni go into private teaching. So they teach in private schools. Yeah, mm. true. Otherwise, true. they teach like, at, like… I think I know someone who… I knew someone who taught at like the IELTS or like these uh, places yeah, where yeah. they teach English. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's like a that's like a significant chunk, mm. yeah. and then the, the other chunk are the people who end up going to the yeah. end, like this kind of like uh, non profits. Yeah, mm. yeah. And yeah, then there also times they end up in private, uh, just corporate in general. Yeah, yeah. because they they are professionals. They have a, a yeah. background before they go into. Mm-hmm. They are not fresh grads, right? Uh, or they could be. They could be, but oh. some of them are not. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, some of them go back into their banking jobs. <laughs> I, I have a feeling like I have a feeling yeah. like whoever did this TFM program, they would have really interesting personalities. I think you'd have to have a bit of a unique personality to to do this. That's been universally true so far. <laughs> from the people you know. <laughs> from the people I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Been uni- the people I meet, I mean, unique. Did you say unique? Yeah, unique. Yeah, some, some of them are weird. <laughs> <laughs> la. <laughs> well, not, my, not at liberty to say, so no problem. He can say it. He can say it, no yeah. problem. <laughs> uh, I have met a lot of people that I haven't met before. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean by weird? Uh, Without like giving too much. <laughs> what do you mean by weird? Oh my god, how do I say this? Uh, like they're what? They, 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 they like socially awkward or? Um, I mean, if you want to become a teacher, you can't be socially awkward. Okay, okay. Some so of like, them might so, be though. Some of them are though. So one person likes to talk a lot. So teachers like to talk a lot, right? Uh. So whenever we go karaoke, he always hold the mic and then he always sing and he's only, he's, uh. the fact is his like too. Uh. But I think what's weird is I've seen, um, uh, oh, I don't know. Wait, wait. Mm-hmm. He has to Maybe frame. I find it. I find it weird, lah. I don't know where the whole <laughs> find it weird. So because you're you're an extrovert. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, you 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 like people. Yeah. You like being with people. Yeah, yeah. So for you to think that they are weird, <laughs> like if Jane felt they are weird, then I can understand a bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let me think of a few people that I find weird, right? So uh, one one person really likes sociology and really likes a bodybuilding, and then he goes into school, right? He wears very very tight. Shirts and then <laughs> when you go into school, then the teacher is like, "Hey, I think your outfit is a bit too tight for our school." And then, for those who say guys don't get called <laughs> for immodesty, yeah. the pressure is real. <laughs> this is a one in a one million kind yeah, of thing, yeah. <laughs> boys. Don't be wearing those tight shirts. <laughs> yeah, and then like, and then he he gets oh, he wow. gets very sad when he cannot wear those clothes. <laughs> so it's a bit weird. And then I met another friend. Uh, I don't know how he... So he, he... When he studied in the UK, right? He drank so much until he had like partial um, liver failure. Yeah. And then he... Yeah. And then he's a teacher now. And then mm. these are the things that I cannot imagine. Like. So the <laughs> things that he say outside of class and inside of class is very different. Oh. Yeah. Like when mm. we were studying... So like during the two years, we were supposed to go to postgrad diploma class together, right? Mm. In class, the things he say to the teacher sometimes, you know, uh, a bit um, a bit rude. Uh-huh. And then... Uh, and then... In class, it's just a whole different person. So, yeah. But teachers do have that dual kind of, uh, you know. I know, I know. You know, even yeah. our teachers. Our teachers, the dudes would like hide and smoke. <laughs> like, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they would like go on spot and then they would smoke. Yeah. They can't, they have to have a bit of a facade, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in any public speaking sort of like format, you always do put up a, 
front. image lah. Yeah. You know, you project a, a particular way. Yeah. You know, that's very interesting, man. Yeah. yeah. So, um, we've done about one hour thirty minutes. Oh, yeah, just wow. about. Not yeah. bad, right? Not <laughs> bad, man. Now, do you blame me for going to two hours? Actually, I don't. <laughs> hey, for the first time, guys, everybody who is listening, forgive them, lah. Huh? If they go beyond one and a half hours, <laughs> yeah. people will be looking at our two, uh, our like last episode. Then they'll be like, "Damn it, Rosh." <laughs> No more two hours. The last episode was long. So yeah. the one before that. Yeah, this one that's coming out is WAO we, we released last week was two hours. Today's one we're releasing Colin Augustine's one is also two hours. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is not two hours. So it's but, but if I can, I just want to end with saying uh, yeah, one thing, sure, one sure. message to the Go for it. audience, right? So I feel that um, in, in Malaysia in general, especially uh, national schools, mm. if all of us can just... Um, just find out what they need and help them out in terms of, uh, let's just say, uh, human resources or finances, right? We can actually help them in a lot of ways. So for instance, I know a lot of schools that want to have, for instance, professionals to go into schools to speak mm. to um, the students, to inspire them and to sort of give them an idea of what career pathway are there and maybe even um, a role model to look up to. Mm. So I think these are the things that we all can help with the school without giving money, for instance. Mm. Uh, and then if you are, let's just say, financially well off, you can probably help out schools in a lot of ways as well. Because schools always struggle with, um, they want to run some events, but they say that some of them don't have enough money. La. So for instance, like I know, um, so for instance, like when back then I was running this Young Journalist Program, I fundraised my own money via my circle and that was really helpful. Mm. And we can do a lot more things like this uh, if um, there is a two-way interaction like, between the school and the community. Definitely, man. Yeah. I, I think you're doing really great work. Thank you. Um, yeah, keep it up, man. Keep it up. Fight the good fight. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you. get too better. Better. Uh, I think he's been through the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right now, I'm more calm already. <laughs> back then, back then, I was like, oh, let's go all out. And then when I fail, I fail so badly. I just lie at home. Don't want to go out. <laughs> <laughs> That's really uh, bad. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy, you any uh, final say? Any thoughts? Yeah. Reflections? Not really. Not, not for the education system stuff. Like, it's really like, yeah. Jaded, huh? No, not jaded, <laughs> la, but <laughs> like, I think we've talked about it a lot, like the vernacular school stuff. Okay, okay. And, um, yeah. Look, I think we fixed, in this episode, we fixed Malaysian education Yeah, like system. I said, one of us is getting a phone call. We just don't know which one of us is getting the phone call. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, we are ready. Uh, my ending or last thing I want to say is uh, maybe everybody should watch Coach Carter if you haven't watched yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. It's a good movie. All right. You know, about basketball. But then it's not about basketball. It's about yeah. leadership and putting your studies first. He chains up the the basketball court because they were failing their exams. Like, no, no basketball until you pass the exam. I wish I could remember enough of that movie to know <laughs> that reference. I wish I can find that movie that I was talking about. Oh, but yeah. if I if I found it, I would just yeah. We can put it we can put it up on our Instagram on page. a separate post. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that one is Samuel L. Jackson, the Coach Carter. It's a good movie. It was really good. Yeah. So again, oh, um, you want to promote your stuff? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. So um, please follow us on follow Pemimpin GSL P E M I N P I N Pemimpin GSL at. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. So uh, I'm in charge of the social media. When when you follow, I really appreciate it because out of the thousand posts you see, you decided to like my posts. That means a lot. So if you can do that, I really appreciate it. Nice. Okay, yeah. very cool. Thank you so much again for coming on. We really appreciate you. 
Uh, problem. The good it's my pleasure. <laughs> Jeremy, always a pleasure. And we are done. Sensei! <laughs>